So Gunnar, that's not the theme music I'm used to. What what happened there? No, no. So uh, this is a little preview from the uh, from the cutting room floor this week. So uh, some clever clever person put a uh, put up a little JavaScript uh, that turns text into uh, the gentle sounds of uh, freeform jazz, mm -hmm. and uh, and what you were listening to was a the the runaway hit. From the 1860s, uh, that was the Gettysburg Address you were listening to, and and performed by you, performed by me, via yeah. JavaScript. That's right. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. So for people that aren't, they're done with the uh, Sublime uh, text editor. Uh, they could, uh, they could use this one. So that's that's good. It's good. Yeah. So what, what else is new? What's what else is going on? Uh, let's see what else is going on. Um, well, so Apple announced a bunch of new hardware that nobody needs. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, like an obedient consumer, I went out and got myself the new iPad mini. Mm -hmm. uh, I had missed the iPad mini form factor. I'd, I've always been a fan of it. Um, mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it's roughly the size of a trade paperback. Um, mm -hmm. This one is comically overpowered for what I need, right? Because it's got mm -hmm. that fancy new chip in it. And mm -hmm. uh, man, what a treat. Total delight. Uh, can watch those videos on it. I can read my books. I can uh, catch up on a little work if I need to. It's the perfect, uh, I would say it's the perfect iPad for sitting on your couch. Yeah, right. So is that, so what did you have before? Was it a, a maxi pad or, or whatever they call it? Or <laughs> Yeah, yeah. so the, the, the one true iPad, which is the 10.9-inch the uh, okay. iPad Pro, which okay. is great, and I have the little fold-out keyboard on it, but it's uh, that's kind of heavy to hold in your hand. You know, it's a little unwieldy, mm -hmm. and especially with the keyboard thing, if a keyboard flops over and you're touching your keys on the other side, and it's it's a little bit too much. Uh, mm -hmm. I like it for traveling, and I like it for uh, it's kind of a it's close enough to a laptop when I'm traveling that, that it's good. Um, but I find uh, it's been too much iPad for me, mm -hmm. and so I mm -hmm. like this. Uh, I like the smaller, the smaller choice of iPad. It's great. So, so if you travel, are you going to leave the mini at home? Uh, I would probably leave the mini at home. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Because okay. it's, I would rather just have the one thing rather than having two things. But uh, right. But it is nice to have it at home. It's good for you know lying in bed. You're not going to hurt yourself if you fall asleep while you're reading. Mm -hmm. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Well, no, yeah. no, I yeah, I agree. It's like the like that form factor, like the ten inch form factor is a little bit big and heavy for like reading a book, um, mm -hmm. there's a lot to it, but it still comes in handy for more of the uh, books that have illustrations in them and, you know, like charts and graphs and stuff where on a smaller form factor on your phone, it's not, not, doesn't work that well. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Comic books I would want on the, on the, on the big fella for sure. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. What about you? Has it, have you bought any unnecessary technology recently? Hmm. I'm in the market for a leaf blower and mm -hmm. uh, I'm torn and, you know, because it's like, and I, I would love for people to give me uh, a recommendation because uh, I'm torn between, do I get the kind that is, uh, has its electric cord mm -hmm. or do I get the kind that is like battery rechargeable? Like I'm worried about getting like the battery, like the rechargeable one where it only lasts like 20 minutes and uh it takes hours to charge and it's yeah. like an order of magnitude more expensive um yeah. versus the you know the the plug-in one where it'll run as long as you have power 
but you got to drag around an extension cord and didn't know if people had a uh, preference. Yeah. Uh, I have limited experience with this. I found, I found that when I had the, so first of all, yes to electric, never to uh, diesel powered or whatever they're using now. It's like nobody wants to walk around with a motorcycle. Oh, gas powered. Motor on the yeah. Back. Forget it. Yeah, two yeah. cycle. All right. Right. Yeah. Um, and so yes to electric. I like, uh, I like how quiet they can be. And mm -hmm. uh, I found that with the battery powered one, I, I found myself blowing the leaves more frequently because it was a more pleasurable experience or it didn't feel mm -hmm. as much like a chore. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it was powerful enough. Eh, powerful enough. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, it's not going to, well, it's never going to be better than a gas powered one, I suppose. Yeah. Right. Or, or plug in electric. Um, yeah. I would assume. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. But I did use it more frequently because it felt less fussy. Right. Uh, for the same reason that you're more likely to vacuum with a battery powered vacuum than with a corded one. Right. Yep. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. And but so, I'm curious, yeah. But I'm, I'm also curious uh, what the recommendations are going to be. I'm yeah. Here. No. And that, that people need to uh, send them in. Um, yeah. Uh, and where should they send those uh, uh, recommendations to? Yeah, uh, leaf blower recommendations can be directed to dgshow.org. Uh, that's mm -hmm. Dave and Dave, dgshow.org. Also, you could uh, let us and the rest of the world know about your recommendations on Twitter. That's mm -hmm. uh, dgshow.org, dgshow, d-o-t-o-r-g. Nice, nice. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll, we could do a drawing. And for the winner uh, of the best recommendation, uh, the next episode's free for them. So, yeah. Oh, that's very generous. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, this week uh, we're gonna uh, see if you could see there's a pattern here. So we got uh, we're gonna be talking about the weaponization of your voice. Mm. We're gonna talk about the weaponization of deep fakes mm. and the weaponization of air travel. I, I'm interested in all these topics. I'm noticing a theme across several episodes now where things are turning into uh, weapons to be used on the unwary. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Maybe it's it's a cry for help on my part. Um, <laughs> time for an intervention, maybe. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. for people to to do the uh, if they do need an intervention, uh, uh, just a, a self uh, self guided one. Um, mm -hmm. We got plenty of stuff in the cutting room floor. Uh, we got the jazz keys that you mentioned, uh, so mm -hmm. they could do some improv jazz as you type. Um, we got attention Kmart shopper. So um, people have lovingly restored some uh, cassette tapes uh, from the late 1980s and early 1990s from the Kmart PA system of all their music and blue light specials and whatnot. So um, enjoy that. Uh, there is also, I don't know if you ever heard a, uh, uh, a distortion pedal put on a harp, uh, but now you can, uh, thanks to the cutting room floor. And so that's <laughs> delightful. Um, but did, did you ever hear of the placebo pedal? No, no, I don't know about this. Yeah. So the placebo pedal, um, which I have another video of that, of the placebo pedal connected to a harp, but the placebo pedal itself, um, it, apparently it took two years uh, for the, 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 the people to uh, that invented it uh, to develop it. And, um, it's essentially a, an, a guitar effect pedal that does absolutely nothing. <laughs> Placebo effect, right? 
Right. So, you, you know, you plug it in one end and then the output is exactly what you put in. It's like a straight wire going through, right? And, but still it, it has a, a power uh, light on it to make you feel good. And there are two knobs. Uh, one knob is labeled dosage. And then the other one is labeled side FX, like the letter F and letter X. And, uh, <laughs> it's a hundred bucks. Um, and I think in the video they opened it up and it's absolutely, it's an empty metal box uh, that has like a couple wires in it. But if you want, um, you could get uh, a, for an extra $25 on top of your $100 investment, uh, you could get, uh, you could upgrade to uh, a fuzz booster uh, printed circuit board that you could add in there. So it's maybe less of a, a placebo. <laughs> so now as a, you're a musician, is there any practical application for this or is it just like 100% a hundred percent of gag? Uh, I think that it's it's more of a feel good thing and it's it's sort of like, so I'm no guitarist, but you can imagine like you, you'll have the drummers that are like really crappy drummers, but they have like these drum sets that are like huge with cymbals and gongs and stuff all over the place and they never play them. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's kind of like that where you, you measure your, Oh man, that must be a really good drummer. Cause uh, you know, they got a lot of gear and oh, look at all the pedal boards that that, that, that oh, person yeah. has, you know, and it's, yeah. it must be rocking it out. So that's, <laughs> that's my theory. And, and so if it makes you feel good, you know, go for it. Why not? Especially in yeah. this day and age. Yeah. That's right. Placebo. Yeah. It's great. I love it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so let's let's weaponize our voices. So, um, mm -hmm. like, you know, we, we talked over the past couple of weeks about, um, you know, gas attacks on, you know, uh, people and whatnot. Um, so here's a new non-lethal weapon uh, that uh, the folks and, you know, also, you know, how DARPA was working on their sarcasm generator. Um, so the Navy has invented a special electronic device. It's a it's a non-lethal weapon that will basically take um, a speaker's voice and then localize the sound and blast it right back at them at like a slight, like off by a couple milliseconds. And, <laughs> and what it does is it, it disrupts the person who's speaking their concentration and in theory discourage them from speaking. <laughs> I love it. It's like a, it's like a miniaturized five-year-old. Yeah. Yeah, I know you are. What am I? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and but like, would you buy one of those? I'd be tempted. I'd, yeah. Yeah. Like the, the the size of like a like a toy ray gun or a squirt gun, you know, if they can miniaturize mm -hmm. it, right? Yeah. Sitting in meetings, somebody keeps going on and on and you just blast them with it. It'd be yeah. awesome. Yeah. Or uh or sitting at a restaurant or a conversation you don't want to be listening to. Do you want to overhear? Oh, Send yeah. it right back. Yeah. Yeah. Or the um the the guy that is in the airport on the speakerphone. Like, yeah, that talking guy. into his phone like it's a piece of pizza. Um <laughs> yes. Actually, that is exactly what it's for. That is it's a yeah, it's definitely airport phone guy is the target yeah. for this. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I would love that. And that's that's I mean if if uh, the navy needs to do like a, a Kickstarter for these, I, I think it would it would really sell. Yeah, it's yeah. Um, it's it's called the acoustic hailing and disruption, uh, or I guess that's the name of the technology, acoustic hailing and disruption (AHAD), which sounds like a diagnosis, um, but. <laughs> 
it's yeah it's um yeah coming to a uh, a military a navy near you i guess that's fantastic i i would be interested in reading the rfp for that mhm yep yeah no and i can imagine like you get people that are protesters or um you know uh, attempting to riot or you know get all people lathered up to like cause a disruption and all that it could be a way mm -hmm. to uh disperse a crowd without uh you know pulling out the you know uh more painful things right yes right yes that's right just by being solving the problem by being extremely annoying I right that. that's yeah yeah that's and and uh and then giving it right back to them this is it's like perfect love it yeah yeah. So let's let's talk about deep fakes. Let's let's dive deep with the deep fakes. So um there, you know, so you think that it's like, oh, I, I would think that deep fakes would be used for nefarious reasons or just like like really bad reasons, right? Uh, you know, counterpolitical unrest and all that. But um a lot of folks are looking at the bright side of deep fakes. Mm, I'm already yeah. suspicious, but uh mm -hmm. tell me more. Yeah, so um, so I guess at EY, uh, you know, formerly known as Ernst and Young, um, mm. they're testing a workplace thing uh, uh, in the era of artificial intelligence. And so, like, uh, imagine like you have a presentation with a video clip inside of it, and it has like um, a video of you talking about it's like hey welcome to red hat japan and let me tell you all about the next version of rel and you give a whole presentation or whatever um but it's all in japanese and but you don't speak japanese but you present it in japanese i see i see yep so and, helping uh, helping me helping me scale i guess i guess um it's it's made by a company called Synthesia, which is a weird name, but um, but yeah, and and so but the thing is though is that they said that well it's like hey instead of you know and then for the office work, um, instead of sending an email to everybody saying hey we're are we still on for Friday, um, you could actually send a, a video of that person, you know their voice asking it instead of it being an email. I see. I see. Uh, are we clear on what problem this is solving? Um, I, let me tell you their their reasoning. Uh, so they present the clips openly as synthetic, saying that hey, this mm -hmm. is a uh, a deep fake of Gunner uh, talking in Japanese. Um, mm -hmm. So they're not real videos, not intended to fool the viewer. Um, but the person says that um, they have been proven to be an effective way to liven up otherwise routine interactions with clients. It's like bringing a puppy on camera. They warm up to it. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Bring it on, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, this is, this is like, I, I'm just, you know what I'm thinking about? I'm thinking about all the math. I'm thinking about mm -hmm. all the sleepless nights. I'm thinking about the developers. I'm thinking about the people who built the model. I'm thinking about training. I'm thinking about the uh, all the effort that went in to build this thing, knowing that its value is so narrow 
and time bound, right? Because like as soon as everybody starts using this, then it's going to become mm -hmm. annoying. It's not a puppy mm -hmm. anymore. It's like, oh mm -hmm. god, this is, we have to go through this bad translation again, right? Right, right, yeah. And I I think too that um, you know they they talk about uh, well, let's say the 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 same guy. He says that the synthetic clips can amplify rather than diminish the human touch. Uh, a, a business person juggling many clients may not have time to shoot dozens of personal videos, but with an AI avatar, you could turn them out in minutes. And what's more human than saying, hello, good morning, with my voice, my mannerisms, and my face? <laughs> I mean, it seems, it's so, it's adorable, is what it is, mm -hmm. is this notion that uh, oh, people would be just as satisfied with a with a deep fake of me, and as mm -hmm. long as I use words like hello and good morning, uh, then it will uh, some somehow people will warm to my presence, uh, mm -hmm. even though they it is transparent that they are talking to a robot, right, or that a mm -hmm. robot is talking to them, talking at them, yeah, talking at them, yeah. I mean, it just seems like a misunderstanding of the. I don't know <laughs> why would you do it? I just don't know. I, I don't yeah. know why you do it. Yeah, well, and they said that it takes, what, 40 minutes uh, to sit in front of a camera reading a, a specialized script that, you know, so it allows uh, the the corpus to include all your facial expressions and all the different, you know, pronunciations and things like that to, like, capture everything. Right. Uh, but once once you do that, you're, you're good to go. And just imagine all the presentations you have to do, uh, you could just, you know, just it, this, this, uh, Instead of it, what is it? This meeting could have been an email. It's like this email could have been an AI avatar talking <laughs> to me. Um, it could have been an email. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, so I mean, as a recipient of something like this, I might be like briefly intrigued by the by the novelty of it, right? But I feel like that would wear off pretty quick, especially as you run into things like the fact that this AI is mostly unresponsive to you or the questions mm -hmm. that you have. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, and as but as a as somebody who's pitching it, like whether you're a salesperson or whatever, who's going to go hire this company to go produce an avatar of myself. Um, but at some point, there's got to be a handoff right from the avatar to the actual human to do the interacting. Right. Um, yes. Yeah, so I think like what it does, like this particular tool, and I could be wrong, is it it would create the video clips as opposed mm. to being something interactive. But I could imagine, you know, if you have fast enough CPUs and GPUs, you could do something like that that would just be totally like interactive. Like like in, like you would have um, instead of Alexa, it would be Gunner um, that I would be right. talking to, right? Right. Yeah. 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 And maybe I maybe I maybe I could type my responses in, and then the responses would be conducted by the AI avatar in 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 kind of audiovisual way. Oh, that would be great! So instead of doing video calls, you could do uh, deep fakes uh, over chat, like over IRC. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I don't know. This seems like I, you and I were talking about this before before the show started. It just seems like they got very excited about solving one narrow part of the problem uh, mm -hmm. and are kind of missing out on the larger context of like why people would be meeting in the first place, right? Like mm -hmm. the reason why we have video meetings is because it creates some rapport between 
between the parties involved, right? Um, mm -hmm. Like the problem isn't that I have a insufficiently human looking avatar. The problem is, uh, the problem I'm trying to solve is like, how do I create a human relationship with another person through this video meeting? Um, mm -hmm. And this seems like a step in the wrong direction for those mm -hmm. purposes, <laughs> I would say. Yes, yeah. Okay, all right. So we'll, we'll cross that one off the list, but let's let's keep going. Um, all right. What if you were interested in taking your likeness and uh, selling your likeness to be in deepfakes and you get royalty payments? Oh, well, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. It's a little bit like a, like an automated cameo, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't like in this case, uh, the company is called Hire One, or I'm sorry, Our One, mm -hmm. where uh, it's not really meant to be celebrities. It's, think about it like uh, stock video or training videos um, right. where there's a, a lady in the article. She, her name's Leary, and she's a, a waitress and uh, uh, I guess uh, and does bar work in person. But um, she also, in uh, gig economy-wise, has her likeness uh, stored by Hour One, and it's her likeness is creating all kinds of uh, uh, all kinds of videos that are being uh, sold out there. So, and and there are two ways that they could do it. So there's the low-cost way where it's like a text-to-speech, and then the deepfake gets rendered with her likeness, or uh, you could actually pay a little bit more and get a real voice actor to read the text of whatever you want, but the video is generated uh, by her likeness and uh, she gets micropayments uh, based on um, you know how that sells. Yeah. I could see, you know, you're talking about like industrial training videos, right? I could see this being, mm -hmm. I could see this, I mean, I can, I can imagine this is a very good deal for somebody who's trying to like make the video, right? Because mm -hmm. um, like you don't have to pay an actor, certainly don't have to pay them scale. Uh, mm -hmm. You just compensate them with a micropayment, meaning an extremely small payment for for the use of their likeness. Um, from Leary's point of view, I guess passive income is great, right? Who doesn't mm -hmm. love passive income? Um, but uh, I don't know. It just seems like a seems like a raw deal, right? Especially because you can't control the content. You can't control how your likeness is going to be used. Right. Well, they promise that they won't. Uh, uh, the our one people promise that they won't use it for like bad things, right? Um, yeah. But it's more just like uh, they're saying real estate, e-commerce, digital health, uh, entertainment, um, and like you said, in industrial videos or like how, how many times a year do you have to do the the compliance video and all that? And it's like, oh well, we'll just have an actor do it instead of it be a cartoon or or whatever. So yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. Seems like seems like seems like a raw deal if you're an actor or a model. Uh, seems like a pretty good pretty good deal for the for the people making the videos. I guess the best possible outcome is that we now have more of those videos to watch, right? Because it in increases capacity. I guess. Mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah. Well, and also it 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 kind of craters the uh, like I don't know what this does from a uh, you know think about it from a. a like remember when the synthesizer makers like synth synthesizers came on the market mm -hmm. and like the classical you know they they got all kind of lawsuits from traditional musicians saying that oh, you can't do this, this is going to disrupt our livelihood and um now it's like instead of a, a synthesizer making a sound of a violin 
you basically have a synthesizer that that can you know create leery and have her do whatever and so you're putting a lot of uh like actors out of work that mm -hmm. would have you know ordinarily they're having a hard enough time uh getting by uh but yeah. um but maybe i guess they could just license their likeness but that also doesn't demonstrate it only you're licensing your look and your responses but not necessarily your acting ability i guess right that's right that's right yeah. okay all right so yes or no to that one uh no i'm feeling i'm feeling pretty pro labor on this i'm saying i'm saying no i'm not rooting for this to succeed okay Okay. No. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. Uh, next one. Uh, so let's mm -hmm. keep on with the deep fake. So um, there's one guy, they had this blog post uh, that he sent 10,000 personal thank you emails, uh, 10,000 personal thank you videos to his customers in two months. And uh, so, and this guy is like, I, I guess he made some mobile accessory brand called Peel and for like the 10,000 customers that ordered his mobile product, he sent them a personal thank you letter or a personal thank you email that had a video embedded in it. And mm -hmm. um, he used a company called Windsor.io and he recorded the video once, but then it's like you can come up with a spreadsheet of like names that you wanna put in there. And so basically you can wire it to your CRM, uh, like salesforce.com or whatever, where it can go through your contact database and then make a video and say, you know, um, and just like a, a personalized video for every single person in your CRM that would mention them by name uh, instead of, uh, you know, just a generic video that went to everybody else. And um, he was so impressed, uh, he actually invested in, in their company. And so his results, he said, from June 1st to July 31st, he said that there was a 68% open rate on the videos that he sent. He said that 86% of the, of the views were watched until completion and more than uh, one view per recipient on average. Yeah. I I don't know, Dave. I, if, uh, if, uh, if you were getting emails from... Uh, I don't know what, uh, from the coffee company and the company that sold you your underwear and Target and and Walmart and whatever, all these like promotional, you know, these promotional emails. And each one of them had a customized video for you. Would that like enrich your inbox? Do you think? No. 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 I mean, how many times do you watch a video that gets emailed to you from a brand? Almost never. Yeah. Like on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely not on purpose. Right. Yeah. 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 But I mean, compared to it, like he said, um, during the 60 day experiment, those that received a personalized video, um, let's see, th only three points. Uh, so those that didn't receive the personalized video from him purchased again, uh, 3.75% of the time in 60 days, those that did receive a personalized video, um, the purchase rate was 7.02%. So it was double. Yeah. I don't know. And maybe was that, that's is that for double now. of 
is that double off of no video at all or double off of a personalized video i wonder yeah i don't and know you, uh, yeah like uh, i'm not even sure. like right I mean, was it was it just like a like a one it was the same video but without mentioning that person's name Right. I'm imagining stepping into a, into a TARDIS and uh, you and I having this conversation 20 years ago. And uh, mm -hmm. you remember when the when the spammers figured out that they could put our names in the emails? Yeah. And, uh, you know, hey, Dave, uh, thanks for buying the whatever. And maybe you'd also be interested in this other thing. Mm -hmm. um, and that was kind of like a novelty very briefly and yep. probably did improve click rates very briefly. Mm -hmm. And now mm -hmm. it's just kind of baked in and it's part of the expectation. Like I'm I'm not even at all impressed that they figured out how to do a mail merge or whatever and, and put my put my first name in the email you know what i mean um yep. and i have to imagine it's the same again i'm not even sure what problem this is solving except by creating a novel way of getting somebody's attention right yeah no i was thinking the exact same thing with uh personalized spam so but if we fast forward do mm -hmm. you think that like we'll be in the uh the metaverse uh in like a horizons workspace room in a and we're in our conference room then we walk out and then there would be like vendors in the hallway like trying to like have a engagement with us and it, yeah, it was like yeah. sponsored by uh like they paid facebook uh to be in the uh uh lobby waiting for us to have a meeting yeah inevitable inevitable mm -hmm. right like uh like a minority report style super intrusive heavily personalized ad experience right mm -hmm. walking down the hallway hey Dave X, hope you enjoy that meeting. Wouldn't you like some coffee? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. So no to that one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The whole deep fake that we can just take the combination of deep fakes and advertising is unholy. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think I think we all need to stop. Yeah. I think we all need to stop. Yeah. Well, and let's let's land the place on the last thing uh, unholy here uh so one of the things like uh there's been a rash of uh airline flight attendants i guess like duct taping passengers to seats mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um united airlines actually sent a memo to employees saying uh, please don't do that <laughs> yeah the optics are not great yeah well they haven't done it though to be fair so it was uh I guess it was American Airlines and Frontier Airlines. Uh, mm -hmm. that, you know, it's like Frontier Airlines. Uh, a guy was got a little handsy with uh, two flight attendants and got physical into a physical fight with another. And then um, there was another person. A woman tried to open the plane door mid-flight on a on a Frontier. Or no, that was Amer that was American Airlines. A Frontier mm -hmm. was the grabby guy. Uh, that was Frontier. American Airlines uh, woman tried to open a plane in mid-flight. And so mm -hmm. it's like they duct taped them to a chair and all that, which I guess it makes sense, right? What what are you going to do? Um, but is this is this what I like to me is 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 it are we at the bottom right now or is it going to get worse? Oh, no, it's kind of it's it is going to get worse, right? Um, yeah, as a I mean, and you know how this started, Dave, mm -hmm. where this started. The top of the slide mm -hmm. is when people stopped getting dressed up to get on an airplane. Right, right. And then it just yep. slippery slope from there. And before you know it, people are getting duct taped to things. You got flight attendants popping the emergency slide, 
after they quit. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's the, um, and I'll have to, I'll have to put the article in there. Um, there's, there's an interesting article that I saw that um, there's a lady that talks about, I think it's a lady. Uh, she talks about ownership of um, how ownership is a very, um, it's, it's less, it's much more subjective than you think. So think about, and a perfect example is on the airlines of like, is the recline space, is that the property of the person reclining their seat? Or is it the, or is that space the property of the person behind that person whose personal space gets encroached upon? Right. Where right. they both think they have ownership of that space mm-hmm. and the airlines actually are profiting from it mm-hmm. because they're, um, you know, because it's like they're pitting the, the passengers against each other where the, the premise of uh, the author is that it's the fault of the airlines for making the seat pitch so narrow that it is something that is like highly, uh, creates a highly acute problem. Yes, right. Well, and the airlines profit from this by selling the same cubic foot, cubic feet twice, right? Right, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so you think you own it, right? You, you know, both people think they own it, right? Yeah. And uh, then you end up in these uh, duct tape situations. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I was, you know, I, uh, I, I started watching Foundation on, uh, mm-hmm. on the, on the Apple TV. The series based loosely on the Isaac Asimov books that I have not read. And uh, there's a great scene in there where uh, uh, a woman uh, gets into an escape pod on a spaceship, and before the escape pod takes off, uh, the entire pod fills with uh, fills with fluid uh, mm-hmm. that she then can breathe in, and that I guess protects her from the whatever. Uh, as she launches out of this, uh, launches out of this emergency escape pod, and uh, and it made me think, Dave. Mm-hmm. That sounds nice. Mm-hmm. Nice warm fluid surrounding my body. I'm floating, feeling weightless. Uh, presumably, mm-hmm. she gets knocked out or whatever. Uh, I hope. And, uh, yeah, and then she lands in Philly, right? Hmm. That sounds nice. We should do that. Yeah, sounds like the future of air travel. Um, yeah, there's, there's an article that I saw, it was, uh, in Gizmodo where they were talking, uh, to, I guess, a bunch of thought leaders about where is this headed? And there were, it was like the, the article wasn't super duper remarkable or, or like any big aha moments. You know, a lot of it was like, we're a really regulated industry. So probably jet plane or, um, you know, flying cars, it's not going to be soon enough where, or it's it's not going to happen for a long time. Or the other side would be like, oh, maybe we will have flying cars, right? That'll mm-hmm. you know could do like vertical takeoffs, and um, you don't have to go to an airport. You just take off from your house or whatever. Um, but there were two things in the article that really stuck out at me. Uh, one is um, the, and I think it was the same person that said this. Was it uh, that uh, this person said that? Uh, virtual reality or augmented reality could reframe the plane's movements or sounds in a compelling or instructional ways and turn the actual experience of flight into something pleasurable. So in other words, you're sitting there in the plane with your VR helmet on, and maybe you can see through the plane. Uh, maybe you can get all kind of information on the wind speed and 
the turbulence and you have the turbulence and the, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. And it's instructive. But yeah, that, would you like that? I, could be you... that. I mean, it, it seems like just a, almost a half step past the uh, satellite TV we get today in the back of the, in the back of the plane and the back of the, yeah, the one of the, the really outdated animation of the airplane and its arc going across <laughs> and the, the ground speed <laughs> and the, and all that. Yeah. 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 I can see that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, that I don't know. Great. But again, is that, is it like, Oh my gosh, now I'm going to fly a lot more because of that feature. Or is it just like, you know, the, the other thing that, I, and I think it was the same person, I could be wrong though, but this, this person said that, um, that, you know, just like we're to the point where at air travel is so miserable that, um, maybe it would be great to have a service that knocks you out in your living room and wakes you up in a hotel in Tokyo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. In fact, you don't even need to wait for the airlines, uh, to, uh, to cooperate with this. You could just, you could go on the dark web there, uh, mm -hmm. hire someone for a black bag job. Like, listen, I want to be mowing my lawn on Saturday morning. I want you mm -hmm. to knock me out completely. And I want to wake up with a slight headache in Philadelphia. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's that for money. Yeah. It's some Bitcoin. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, and you sign the waiver and, and it's, it's all okay. Right. Like, yeah. and I, I just have this mental picture of, if like you're either in your house and somebody's behind a curtain with um, a bottle of ether and a rag, you know, and then they just sneak up <laughs> behind you or is it the, the, like the blow dart, you know, the, you know, that just, they, they shoot the dart and hit you in the neck and then you pass out. And then it's like, poof, you wake up in uh, uh, Tyson's corner. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I like the, I like the ether. I like, so I like somebody going old school with it, holding a big brown glass bottle of, uh, yeah. of, of ether and uh, just grab me in the elevator with a rag over my mouth and nose. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. Where, where did Gunner go? Oh, he had to leave early. Um, yeah, <laughs> from the meeting and, uh, yeah. And you, you could pay extra, have them come a little bit early for you and, and, and bug out and everything. And it's like, you know, you get wheeled out or uh, taken out the back door maybe. Um, yeah, yeah. I, well, I oh, think there's a market I, there. Yeah. There is a market there. And I'll tell you how it's going to work too, is, uh, is the airlines are going to charge rock bottom prices for anesthetized mm -hmm. passengers and yep. you're going to have to pay extra to stay awake for the experience. Yes. Yeah. And, and it's, it's more of a, like you're in the cargo hold. Right. And you yeah, know, that's like, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. You're, you're, it's like, they have little, little boxes that they put you in and, uh, you know, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. and, yeah. Hey, it could be, extra for a feeding tube, that kind of thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or in the drainage tube and, um, <laughs> And you could pick, you know, if you, you want the ether, you can get the person with the, the giant mallet that could hit you over the head. Um, <laughs> a lot of options. Yes. Yeah. All yeah. of which are better than actually getting on a Southwest flight. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. With, with your favorite uh, uh, pajama bottoms. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, good, good. I, I think so. That one's a yes. That one's a yes. I'm into it. Okay. Yeah. That's take great. take your money. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, good, good. So, uh, 
for people that want to improvise and they want to do their own uh, uh, jazz improvisations uh, as they type uh, mm -hmm. and and to listen to the the you know for people that never had a chance to listen to the the joy of being in a Kmart in the late 1980s, um, where should we send them? Oh, they need to go to dgshow.org. Uh, that's D as in Dave, G as in Gunner, show.org. Nice. All right. Well, good. Well, thanks, Gunner. And thanks, everybody, for listening. Yeah, thanks, everyone. Thank you.